Welcome back to the Saga Continues, the official companion podcast to the Hulu original series, Wu-Tang and American Saga. I'm your host, King Tech, and today we're talking to MMA fighter and rapper Tyron Woodley about being an athlete and a musician. But I got to warn you ahead of time, this interview, the way it starts, a um, little unusual because we never actually started, started. It was like he came in a room. And I was just saying what's up to him. And I was like, yo, you know Sway, my partner. And then all of a sudden, he just started talking about an artist named Skywalker he has in the room. He's starting a label. He's doing all this. So I'm just giving you guys a warning. This is not the normal uh, podcast <laughs> the way it's normally done. But, you know, I like it like this, right? Because normal is like everybody could do normal. We don't want to be normal. We went left field. Then we made a left turn. And then, a, and then, and you know, basically, somewhere we're somewhere lost in Tijuana, basically, man. And we, you just gotta kind of catch in and catch up when it, when it, when it, just play the damn thing, man. Let's go. Actually, we can go on. Sorry. Yeah, we can talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I got you. So we, we, <coughs> I go pick homie, all right. So yeah. when he swagged out, he feel better. He rap better, right? Because you know he feel good about it. So I said, all right, let's go to the mall. Stop that Marshalls first. Marshalls ain't have shit that we wanted to look at, <laughs> right? So I'm parked. I'm parked in the valet, thinking I'm about to get out the car. I'm trying to do some business calls. Right. Like ever since I like, kind of like brought him to the attention of several people. Right. It's been going crazy. So I wanted him to still be a kid. I took him to St. Louis to go hang out with my son, go go kart riding. Right. You know, just be a kid because he's 14 years old. But. His music is just out of here. That's the only way we can explain it. So, You're 14 years old? He's 14 years old. But he's been doing music. school today, man, or no? Yeah. No, I'm no, he's cold. He's off today, right? He's, he's homeschooled. Homeschool. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. Okay. So we we legitimately was like, okay, you know what? Let me take him to be a kid because this is about to be crazy. Okay. Right when we land back in LA. Okay. When I say nonstop, Jamie Foxx, Corday. Anybody you can think of. So we, right. we, we, we go to this place. Now, we running late. Am I, God is my witness. We late. late. Right. So if we wasn't late, divine appointment wouldn't have happened. So we thought we were late on our timing. Right. But as far as what God has set up, we weren't late. Right. We go to Marshall's. I'm in valet. He don't find us. I said, well, cool. I'm still in valet. You know, just come over here. We go around, boom, boom, boom. Let's go to the mall. So we go to the Galleria in Glendale. We get to the Galleria. He said, I'm hungry. Let's eat first. He said, let's go to Cheesecake Factory. Now, I'm laughing because as an artist, I'm saying that his capabilities as an artist. I keep forgetting he's a kid. Yeah, yeah. So if his mom calls me like, did he brush his teeth? Or he like, did you eat yet? Like mm -hmm. little small stuff like that. Right, it's, right. it's just kind of refreshing. Right. So we get to the Galleria and exactly what you're saying, like Sway did, cover his mom I'm from Oakland. Yeah. This kid walked up. He said, I feel something about this kid. I feel like he's an artist. It was our waiter. Waiter came over and I'm like, all right, homie. I said, you do music, you you do anything in arts. Oh, no, no, he's really shy. He said, well, I kind of do comedy. I said, no, poke your chest out. You don't kind of do comedy. You're a comedian. <laughs> yeah. right. Say, I'm a comedian. If someone asks you if you do music, right. you say, no, I don't do music, but I'm a comedian. I don't do movies, but I'm a comedian. I said, if you're really serious about that, you right. got to be bold with right. that, right? So on our way leaving, he goes, man, I want to give this kid $5. Now you know right. that may not. That's not a tip <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the, for you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Unless we spent two dollars and fifty cents, that's not really a tip. Right. So I'm like, I thought it was cute. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just give him a dope tip. So whatever I bill is, I'm gonna double it. That's gonna be his tip. And he said, No, I want to see his face. So I gave him fifty bucks, right? So he took the fifty bucks. I don't even know what the conversation <clears throat> he had with him, but he gave the fifty bucks. He's talking to the waiter. Right. Meanwhile, in my peripheral, boom, I see Mozzie. Walking this way. Right. Now, I've been trying to get in contact with him. Mm -hmm. I got a couple songs. The I artist. Think be dope. The artist, yeah. Mozzie. <coughs> yeah. Bay Area cat, Sacktown cat. Right. So, I jumped the fence. Boom. I jumped the fence. What's up? Da, da, da. He know me from MMA. Right. I'm homies with Burner. That's my guy. Right. Wiz Khalifa. That's my guy. We, we intact so many different ways. This kid has no filter. He walks up. Hey, how you doing? You don't remember from day? You know, I know you're busy, but if you got time, how many times do you think somebody pulled out their phone to play music for Mozzie? Or any other artist. A hundred times a day. A hundred times a day. He pulls it out. Ten. Nine. Hey, I heard enough. When you guys are in the studio, said tonight, he said, I'm pulling up. Take my information. Not only did he say it, this is what, Friday, two days ago? Mm-hmm. He pulls up, do a banana track called Candy Girl. Right. Insane. 
So I'm like, this is divine intervention. Every single thing that I moved, I brought him to set with um, Corday. I did the uh, video, um, Anderson Pack, the, R- 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 uh-huh. the thing that's booming right now. Okay. So I'm like, this old ass uncle and this motherfucker doing this shit. That's my guy. So I'm right. gonna show love for him. So I play a song for him. Right. And he said, he said, this kid out of here. Now everybody using the same adjective. That's why we are gonna name his EP out of here. Out of here. Nice, so nice. so Corday's like, this dude hard as fuck. He said, where are you at? I said, I put him in the lift. He on his way here. He said, yeah, get him here. I want to meet him right now. He said, you need somebody like Cole Bennett, Lyric Lemonade, to boom. <laughs> he said, let me hit up Cole. Cole, I need you on, I need you to come to set right now. We go from there. I go to freaking um, Vancouver. I got to do a show out there. Right from set, right, right to Vancouver. He plays me a song that say, all I see is murder in the street. You would think I got murder on the beat, but I got Louie cooking up the heat. Ooh, ooh. Sh- right, right. Nigga, Murder Beats is in Vancouver. I'm pulling up. Right. I'm up. I'm there. I'm there. Right. So I hit my homie Black. Black. Right, right. That favor, I need it right now. I need you to hit up Murder. I hit. I, I met him with Snoop. Snoop's my guy. Snoop right. vouched for me heavy because I got tracks with Wiz, tracks with Burner. And I'm a real artist. I'm a real musician. I'm not just a fighter that's trying right, music. Right, right, right. So he said, Vancouver, um, how long are you going to be there? I said, Sunday. He said, me and YB in the mirror are on a plane right now. To come to Vancouver to do the same show that Murder's on. I'm like, this is crazy. Who's the, who's the number one guy on YBN that you say you you work best with? It's musically. Oh, YBN. No. Namir. He said, I would mesh best with him. So I'm thinking to myself, like, this is crazy. So now this is all in a three-day period. Right. So I go to Jamie's house for some event he got, right? Right. So I go out to the house, say, what's up, da-da-da. So some type of way, a guy comes up to me, a producer named Lonnie, songwriter for Chris Brown, you know, one of the guys for Jamie. Right. So he says, you do music. And Ty Gurley, my homie, he's there. He said, he do music too. He said, let me hear it. I said, Shh, I got my shit right here. <laughs> if you're an artist, you probably, you, because you, you pe- <clears throat> people as an athlete, they expect your shit to be whack. Right. They they want to hear you. They want to put you on, you know, on front street and have you shot a rap right there. Right. So I'm like, let's go to the studio. We end up, long story short, we end up in the studio. And I tell Jamie, now granted, I just, I met Jamie three or four times, but I'm not like that cool where I can just be right. like walking through his house with a bag of barbecue chips like I was right. or bringing right. a 14 year old kid and <laughs> okay. needing a code for the gate for him to get in. Right. But at this point, I'm so, I'm so invested into the situation. I believe in it so much. I say, hey man, I got to do that to get, he said, hey, give him the code. Do, 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 do. He comes in, he gets in the studio. What's, his, what's your artist's name, by the way? Skywalker. 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 So we've been talking about Skywalker. We might have to play this whole thing because this is like basically yeah. you're breaking him down right now. So we're talking to. about the artist Skywalker is signed to you. Yes. How long has he been signed to you? Can't even tell you. You don't. You don't know, or you don't want. You don't want to, I, I don't want. I don't even want to get that out to the galaxy. How did you find him? How did you find him? So now we just. This is the. This is the interview that just kind of started on his own. Like I don't even to know. To be honest, to be honest, <clears throat> he found me in in in. And the way that it happened was I fought in March for a world title. I had five-time UFC champion, won five gold belts, fought for a strike for his title. So I've been in seven world title fights, and I won five of them. I lost a world title fight in March. And what I did was I had to really – I went through like a state of depression. You know what I mean? I was really down. Music, when I first started, it was like an aid to me. I was going through some personal stuff, right. um, the UFC stuff. You know, it's, it's a big business. And it's not what it looks like behind closed doors, man. It's like, you know, you going heads up with the organization a lot of times. I'm going to ask you about that later. Yeah, we can talk about uh, that. Okay. My, my PR told me exactly what I can and can't say. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so, that's fine. So we, we, we going heads up about that. Right. And all of a sudden – I said, you know what? You a champion, man. Get your ass up. You a champion. Get up. Get up. It's time to get back to the old time when you were hungry, right. when you would have bit somebody's damn head off for the chance. Right. And I just remember training in this old gym, Muay Thai Academy of Van Owen in North Hollywood. I remember training with this trainer. You know, it was the hardest shit I've ever done, but I remember fighting through it. Right. So I said, I need to enter back into that mold to get to it, right? Right. Re- p- picked up the phone. Haven't spoke to this dude in four years. Having trained with him in seven. Right. So I hit him up. I said, let's start back training. He said, let's do it. I wanted to go to that gym because I wanted to just relive it. He said, no, let's come down the street. It's close to it. A guy named Daniel on a gym called Defiant. So I'm late to the gym. I'm wrapping up a studio session. Get there an hour late. Do my training session. Meanwhile, this kid's there. His bugged his mom for four days to get there. So he's in the gym. Training. Training. Oh, not rapping. Just training. training. Watch this. Okay. So I finished my training session. 
He's talking about, oh, let's spar, let's spar. He's like he's like shooting the shit at me, right? And I'm 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 like, you wait, know, wait, I'm, why are you trying to spar him? I'm flattered. I'm flattered because <laughs> it's a kid with a a fourteen. He looked twelve to me. I, he couldn't have paid me to believe he was fourteen. Right. I'm like a twelve year old kid with a grill and not a mouthpiece, a gold grill in his mouth, talking right. about fighting me. So I'm apologizing to my trainer, my man. I'm sorry, miss. I miss. I'm late. I had this thing. I know you got your kids. Your time is valuable. I would right. never disrespect you like that. I apologize. Right. I got this EP I'm dropping. I'm trying to get it done. It's close to being done. And he walks up and say, oh, you do music? I do music too. You want to hear my music? <laughs> so for me, if you're a bum or a billionaire, I'm going to treat you the same way. Right. I said, yeah, let me hear your music. He, he pulled up to the aux court. Right. It don't work. He said, oh, don't worry about it. I said, no, I want to hear your music. <laughs> so I get the phone. Now, meanwhile, these people behind me who are not in, in the industry, right. they're like, oh, is it good? Is it good? <laughs> so I kick in. I'm like, all right. Then a bass kicked in. I said, who wrote this for you? He said, huh, I don't write. I just freestyle. I said, you freestyle this. And they laughing. They keep asking me. I said, number one, this is fucking different. This kid is not normal. This is not normal music. Right. His melodies, his awareness, his risks he take on the beat, right. where he can take himself, what he's rapping about. And if he freestyled this, right. this kid is special. I put on four beats. So producer, funny enough, producer that produces um, Davies, Buddha Beats right. out of New York, right? right? Yeah. So Buddha sent me four tracks. Three of them already had some stuff on, but I just played it for him. This kid freestyled for 30 minutes straight over all these beats. Talk about the gloves. Talk about the bags. Talk about a girl. Talk about this. And when I tell you the most insane shit came out of his mouth, I said, put your mom on the phone right now. What you doing tomorrow? <laughs> he said, I'm homeschooled. I said, you going to the studio with me tomorrow. I called his mom. I said, ma'am. I know you don't know me from Lucia's left foot on the, around the corner, right. and it's a big ask for me to ask you to bring your son to the studio with a stranger. But my biggest resume is my name and my reputation and the fact that my kids, I would kill over them. I have five kids. I got a six-year-old kid older than you. I understand how big a request that is, but I'm telling you one thing. Your son is different, and your son is special, and he needs to be seen by the world. And I got the connections, and I got the people in place that can do that, and I want to take them to the studio. So I start bringing songwriters in. I start bringing um, producers in, people that just know. They've been in the industry. They're at the top of the top. You're and they'll them. tell yeah, me, yeah, they'll yeah. Tell me yeah, yeah. if what I think I see is true. Right. I bring in Ian Cripps from Atlantic Records. He take me outside, and I didn't even tell him this. He said, pause everything you're doing. Pause your EP. Pause your fighting career. Pause your other artists. Put all your energy in this kid. He said, this kid is it. He's a skateboarder, what? he's a boxer, he's a rapper, and he has a look, he has an image. He's Italian, Cuban, and black. I didn't find out he was half black until like a couple of weeks ago. He can hit the Spanish market. You know, I say, all right, I need your tutor on it. So I'm telling you. So I bring in, now this is this is. Are you where, recording this, by the now, way, man? This, this is, is, this now is listen better this. than the interview. Now, 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 now this is where the interview ties in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm playing a song, like, Shamik is my homie. That's my guy guy. Like, I'm big brother to Shamik, big brother to Corday, um, Jason Tatum from the Celtics. I tap into all the young guys right. that are the leaders because it's so important for them to really go out there and win for us. Because the young African-Americans, the young minorities, they're on, they're on bullshit right now. So to have somebody in that forefront that's pushing like that, you got to support them. You got to, because people are going to criticize them. They're going to try to bring them out. You got to, hey, you the GOAT. Keep it up. Don't worry about what people say about this. Keep pushing. How are you doing? How's basketball going? What you got next? Let's chop it. Let's break bread. You okay. know what I mean? So I do that. Okay. So in this song that he played me, you can, what's the lyrics to it? Baby girl like Wu-Tang, something like that. I was like, love, prosperity, new crew. No, baby. like he said, poke your chest out, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what did they actually rap it? I was like, love, prosperity, baby girl, new crew, like Wu Tang. Shout out to my big bro T here, knock y'all Luke Cage. Honestly, I got no competition. Got the mic and I've been rocking with it. Pause. In so, the hills. <laughs> so I, I tell I tell Shamik about this guy. Now Shamik at the Emmys. Right. He at the Emmys, right? And we already heard the murder beast story. How I end up with murder randomly. So I, I hit Shamik, I said, dog. You got to come to the studio. You need to hear this. Because I can play you a record. When you hear the record, it, it, it'll be dope. And you'll be like, fuck, I see what you're saying. Right. But when you watch this kid put together a classic fucking record in 15 minutes, it don't make sense. Shamik said, I can't come. I'm at the Emmys right now. My girl has a birthday party. I got to go to the afterwards. I said, I don't worry about it. So I sent a video of him in the booth recording. Shamik said, I'm making a pit stop. He came to the studio. 
in a van that set Emmy on the side. They drove him to the studio. He had his red carpet outfit on. Now imagine as he's hearing this, he says, baby girl got a new crib like Wu-Tang. Now he loves this Wu-Tang episode. He's, he watched, you every, it? You he watched, watched it? every episode. I low key kind of, he probably didn't supposed to see this one yet. So he got a chance to watch that. So for Shamik to hear that and then hear him kind of reference Wu-Tang in her, yeah. it was like, damn, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Everybody I've put this kid in front of him, Jamie Foxx took him to his house. He played 15 seconds of his song. He said, stop, stop it. He went in his house. God, he cleared out 30 crazy. people. Everybody, get out of my house. Come into the studio right now. Boom, an hour straight. He said, Tyron, whatever you need for this kid is done. I'm, I'm setting up a meeting with me, my investors, Leonardo DiCaprio, because he's like my outside hip-hop here. Remember we talk about the eyes, right? Right, right. Leonardo's different. A lot of people don't know he's a big hip-hop head. I didn't know that. Right. But Jamie said, I use him to see if this is real. And I'm like, you know what? We should play a track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want yeah, you to yeah, hear yeah, it. We, yeah, we, yeah, I, we, we, I don't even know. We, I want you to hear start now. this we or should, end we this. We should play Living All Right. That's a good song, too. So After let's let's break down what's happening real quick, because we just we just started talking, and we never even introed anything, right? Okay. So we yeah. talking to Tyrone Woodley, who has a label, or you're just a manager, or you're an artist. I do everything. You do everything, I right? I do everything. But do you have honest. a, like, uh, you have to sign some some sort of paperwork? Yeah, I have, I have, a, I have a, a management team. Um, what's we it basically called? What is it? What's Champ your... Camp. Champ Camp is um oh. is our label. It's our whole enterprise. So we do. We don't just do music. We do. And is Skywalker your only artist, or you have other artists? I have four total artists. Okay, name so the Sky, artists. So I have T Dubbo. He's more like a, a Tupac, gritty, grimy, nice. crip, crip guy from St. Louis. Verified with a blue check, but his lyric, his lyrical abilities are out this out the roof, and he's really rugged. He's somebody that reminds you like of a Tupac. Uh, I got an artist out of um, Hawaii. We call him Rent Do. Because one of our tracks is, Shorty want to fuck me because of Rendu. So we just call him Rendu. Okay. Uh, we got him. We got one out of um, Arizona. His name is J-Rob. He's more uh, what you would call like a Tory Lane. His melody, and he's a very strong songwriter. This is uh, the most recent, Skywalker, okay. out of L.A., Glendale more particularly. But he is just accumulation of the it factor, if I can say that. Right. The it factor. He has a look. He has a the demographic. He has an awareness of what the supply and demand. I graduated college in economics. So my ears as an artist, I have to have my ears down to the ground and see what people listen to. His age group is the streamers. They're streaming. Right, absolutely. It's not like our days <laughs> when you go to Streetside Records yeah. Oh, yeah, and Best yeah, Buy yeah, yeah, and yeah. grab the 999. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't grab the 999 on Friday. Right. You know, people are streaming. And that's yeah. what's, you know, even labels. Labels are signing. Like, right. like I'm with UTA. Mike G is the one that's over the over the music department. So he's done Danny Lay, Young Thug right now, formerly represented Chris Brown. So he understands. He's a talent. I'm be real with you. We're signing analytics. We're not so much sound. We're signing talented analytics. Right. If you're talented without analytics, it ain't gonna work. Not so gonna if nobody work. else wants to hear you, then why should we care? It's like you don't because have they a don't have to. They don't have to roll the dice anymore. because they got yeah. hey right now. You're showing me that you're streaming five million by yourself, independent. Right. You're showing me you got X amount of followers. People want to listen to you. Right. That's a sheer bet for me. So mm -hmm. they're willing to wait. Mm -hmm. I said, mm -hmm. if you wait on this kid, it's gonna be a bid war and it's gonna be a problem. Okay. I play play um the champ one. Yeah. This might be my easiest interview ever, man. I just said hello, and he just that you're the yeah. greatest yeah. ever. Everything, bro. <laughs> yeah. Put some volume on that though. Uh, uh. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jake, Dex, I drippin' lost, you know I'm drippin' like lost. What on me, let that boss? I'm drippin' sauce, baby girl, I drippin' yeah, lost. Baby body. girl, I drippin' lost, yeah. Yeah. I drippin' lost, what on me, let that boss? You know I'm drippin' like sauce. I got a sauce, baby girl, yeah, I've been lost. Baby girl, yeah, I've been lost, yeah. Lost, yeah. I just been lost, you know I'm popping it off. I saw my neck, I got go up, I cannot stop. You gon' see me at the top, messing with me, you get pop. Hundred a bill, me and T been in the field. Slimy, he be kept it real. I'm in Japan, I just might spend some bands. I cannot switch on my mans. I want a Cuba, Spanish little mama, she bad. She call me poppy, you know I'm a dad. Do what I want, cause you know that I can. Do what I want, cause you know that I can. Ayy, private a jet, I've been on a plane. Ayy, money on me. I just been lost, you know I'm dripping like glass. What do I mean that boss? I'm dripping sauce, baby girl, I just been lost, baby girl, I just been lost, yeah. Yeah. 
I just been lost, what on me that I've lost You know I'm dripping like sauce, I got a sauce Baby girl, yeah, I've been lost, baby girl, yeah, I've been lost, yeah Lost, yeah Been paid, no games played Came the game, make it 2K Better bag on 2K Hit the plug, need new snakes Been made, I'm a made man Throwing shade, little run, nigga Bitch made, hope we made plans Finna smoke you like a blonde nigga God's plan, gotta manifest Words can't come back void Can't fuck with Hollywood niggas Got me walking around paranoid Got the plane in the layer She hella thick like layers I'm everywhere like air Put the mans in the I air I just been lost, you know I'm dripping like glass What on me, let that voice I'm dripping sauce, baby girl, I just been lost Baby girl, I just been lost, yeah Yeah I just been lost, what on me, let that voice You know I'm dripping like sauce I got a sauce, baby girl, yeah, I've been lost Baby girl, yeah, I've been lost, yeah Lost, yeah One, two, one, two, one, yeah. two. What's, man, so that was you on the verse. He's on the hook. Skywalker's yeah. on the hook. And you guys made this, what, two days ago? Four days ago. Four, Four days ago, we did a track with Mozzie two days ago. Then I hopped right on. We, we stayed up to three in the morning. Then I hopped on the plane at six in the morning to go to um, Denmark. Came back, landed. What was Denmark what? What was happening in Denmark? Fight? I was, I, was, I was commentating for ESPN, for UFC. Are you serious, so, man? Yeah, yeah. That was the last UFC that just happened? Yeah, I was just there. So you everywhere, man. I just got back. <laughs> just got back. I'm everywhere like air. That's what he said on the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm everywhere yeah. like air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Your energy is awesome, man. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I think you, you know that I'm, you know, Sway and I are partners, and sometimes it's really hard to get interviews done, man, because they, yeah. the, they don't want to talk. Yeah. You know, you're asking somebody questions about their past, and everything's like, yeah, you know, um, you know what it is, man. Yeah, no, and I'm, you're like, I'm excited. <laughs> like, you know what? Like, I've done a lot of stuff. I've done acting, stunts. I've hosted shows. I host my own show on TMZ called Hollywood Beatdown. Right. I commentate on ESPN for UFC. Five-time world champion. I'm still the number one welterweight in the, in the world right now. Um, so I do a lot of Even stuff. Even with a loss? You just said you I'm lost. still number one. So how does that work? If you, because uh, with, the way they do champion. the ranking, they do champions. Champion is his own deal. So you're the champion. Okay. And then it goes one, two down there. Okay. So there's a guy that's currently the champion. Okay. Until I go back and get my belt back. Okay. And then I'm the number one guy. When is that fight? When is that one? You know, to be honest, I don't know exactly when that fight is. Right now they're trying to match him up to fight somebody else because they like doing this fake drama shit. Right. But at the end of the day, I feel like I feel like God is in control. There's been a lot of times where they try to set something up and randomly I end up fighting a fight. My gut tells me I'm not going to fight another fight until it's a world title fight. That's what my gut tells me. Gotcha. So I'm just, I mean, I got so much other stuff I'm doing. I'm making bags in so many different areas. Right. And I'm so excited about this this journey and this process with this young man because it's refreshing. Like you said, you get people that don't want to talk. Right. In, in the music industry, you get people that don't want to work. Right. Like I'm homies with Kevin Lyles too, and if you hear the stories about how many artists he signed that he got to fight and force to get in the studio, yeah, 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 yeah. like it's crazy. Like yeah. you, you say you want something so bad, right? And you get within grasp, or you get a little taste of it, and you relax and you ease up. Right. And I've been guilty of that too. You know, making making crazy money fighting the UFC pay per view checks coming in, I would have never imagined it. Right. And then you kind of get a little bit relaxed, and now it's like you know what? Shame on me. Now we back. That's right. That's right. Hard yeah. work, man. Listen, just some advice. I've seen a lot of MCs myself, a lot of artists. You know, we we got in the game like around '89. Sway and I did. So we got we got a chance to interview the greats. I mean, the '90s is pretty much known as the golden era of hip hop because you had the Tupac, the Biggies, um, you know, Nas, Wu Tang. Uh, I mean, in the '90s, it was like you had to prove you're the best all the time. You had to be original. And like he was just saying, man, I, I know that you have a lot of talented people, but they get lazy. And, I, and I, I noticed that hard work can can outdo talent if they just put the work in, right? So right. like he was just saying, if he don't go and practice his craft for months and months at a time, even though he's born talented, he yeah. might not win the next fight because he's like, he didn't put the work in, you know what right. I mean? So it's right. the same thing with music is that you're so young right now, man, that you have an opportunity to um, study the greats. And it's funny because my son is uh, just turned 15, and as soon as like we was watching some last night, and some popular came on um, some TV show. I was watching Ballers, and uh, you know they play oh, yeah, like a lot of a lot, lot of current joints, right? 
midnight. He runs out of the room, starts dancing. Oh, dad, this is this is my cut. He knows he's dancing, and I told him all the time. I was like, I was like Isaiah, man, I I know that this is your cut, but when we when I drive him to school on the way back, I play him Rakim, Big Daddy yeah. Kane, Wu Tang, Biggie, Pac, and I, I always tell him these stories of like, listen, man, if you're gonna be um, into this, you need to know a little bit about the past or how some of this, these dudes got here. It's the same right. thing. Like if we was doing rock, is I was he just interested say, in music as well. Yeah, he's a Heck football yeah. player. He's a he's a quarterback at, at the Campbell Hall, or whatever. But Heck yeah. so, but but um, he's got a really good ear for music. Like you were saying about numbers, he's the first one that put me up on that. Like five years ago, he's like, hey, I was like, so you are you you know uh, it's a long it's a going le- left field, but I know a psychic. We, are, psych- we are already left field. We gotta go. We are, we are psychic lady that that told me that your son's gonna be really good in in this. There's a really good friend of mine. I met her in like 2001. We became friends. And everything she was hitting Tyrone was on the money. On the money. Years later, some of the stuff she said started happening. And he, she did say, ultimately, your son is going to do some music and he has a great ear. And so he would come to me on Spotify and be like, Dad, this um, this guy has uh, 50 listens right now. I'm going to come back in two months. Comes wow. back, the dude's at a hundred and something thousand. He's like, um, this, so he's like, I'm, I'm up My to son's date. like that too. I'm up to date with, with everything that's happening. But I still told him, I said, listen, man. You know your dad and your uncle are, man. They're going to test you at some point. So we get in the car. I start playing the first paid in full Rakim album. And he was fighting it for a while. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, man, this is, what is this? What is this? It's, and then Rakim said, my unusual style would confuse you a while. If I was water, I flow in denial. And he was like, oh. Bar. That was dope. He located a bar. He was like, what did he say? If I'm an unusual style. I was like, hey, man, keep listening. There's more. Yeah. So don't think that your generation just came up with the dopest bars. It's been, it's been, you know, there's been, just like I'm sure, you know, you have to go back and look at some great fighters and say, hey, man, yeah. that was dope. Like, I don't know who was the original. Hoist Gracie was like the guy. Hoist Gracie was original. Was the original yeah. guy that kind of nobody thought that skinny dude was going to beat Shamrock, right? Yeah. Uh, he or was the like, heavy set dude or the, or the karate guy. Or the I remember when that, when that happened. It was like 95, 96, something like that. That's when he can wear the gi. It was no weight classes. And oh, he was my just fighting God. He was, they were doing like game of death, man. That's, yeah. They were fighting following the Bruce Lee thing, man. But but anyway, that's my only advice to you, man, yeah. is that if you have a mentor like this and and a brother and a father figure, this dude is like everything in one, man. I, damn, yeah, I'm no. going to get your number, man. I was <laughs> like, y'all need to call him for some advice. Yeah. But the fact that he's breaking all this down to you and bringing it to you, man, you're in a very uh, blessed situation, man. And my goal for him is like part of the build out that we want to do is I want to show the world him developing into a businessman at 14, 15 years old, investing into real estate, into property, understanding tax debt, not going through what I went through and all the other people that never had money. They teach us one plus one is two mm-hmm. in math. That's not finance. And it's also not the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm said one plus one is two, but one plus God is anything. So mm. I'm just trying to keep him grounded, keep him rooted, keep him hungry. You know, obviously everybody has advice, and I'm already knowing this dude and these girls. I said, let's go paintball shooting. He <laughs> said, hey, um, my this girl, my friend, is like an hour away as well. Maybe no, that's not an option. I said paintballing, dog, not to go see your girl. But you know, um, but 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 music for me, really, like I'm like your son. Mm-hmm. I've always had the ear for music, mm-hmm. but I never even thought about going into music. I had an ear. I freestyled. I love music. I can break down stuff, and I got a very weird memory. I can remember numbers. I can see really far. So those things randomly came forth. Like think about music. Music is an expression, right? Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. talking about what they seen and what they did. All right, I've been rich. I've been broke. I've been homeless. I've been at the top. I've been at the bottom. I've been in the club and VIP with everything you can think of. I've been outside where you can't get in. I've been on every spectrum that you can think about. I grew up in Ferguson, the street where the riots at. That's my street. I lived on that street. Where the riots? That's my street. street. I walked to that quick trip. Like the barbershop, my barbershop was next door were, to the Walgreens. Were you there at that time where the shooting yeah. happened? Was, yeah, were you I was, there? I was in St. Louis, yeah. Oh, my God. So the, the, the kid got shot on my son's birthday. The one that the one that reminds me of your son. Okay. He's the one that hit me to Corday before Kung Fu. He's the one that hit like I took him to Wildin' Out on a I said, you know what? You like Michael Blackson? I'm doing Wildin' Out. Come roll with me. I put him on a flight the same day. Mm-hmm. I get there. It's me, Corday, um, Namir, Almighty, all on one team versus I didn't know these kids. Right. I'm like, who are these young kids with all this fucking security and all these diamonds on? Right, right. My son hit me. What if I didn't bring him? Right. It's all about divine connection. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, right. So I started doing music 
just to kind of like relieve myself. And then people started hearing me, and I heard this song. It was a song that Chingy did, right? Chingy was coming back out. They got a new song. You know, one of the producers that I was in the studio with, he did like um, Shake Your Tail Feather. Um, he did like um, um, Over and Over Again. So like back in the day when Nelly, Louis we, yeah, okay. Nelly was killing yeah, the dude yeah, named yeah. Coco, right? Yeah. So I'm in the studio, and he said, oh, we got a new album for Chingy. I said, let me hear it. And I said, all right, give me the beat. I, I know I can sound, I do something better than that. So I just freestyled it over the beat with no words. Like, he said, step out. He said, and he did it again. And he was like, you got one more in you? Then he did it again. And I walked out. And to me, I don't think nothing of it. He's like, you can rap. We need to do an album. Like, <laughs> I think you can get signed by a label. And at the time, I'm thinking like, I'm making a lot of money in fight. I'm not even thinking about this. Right. All my friends are like Wiz Khalifa's my homie, Snoop Dogg's my homie, Cube's my uncle, Sway's my homie. Right. All the people in the music industry, I'm around anyway. I don't hang out with MMA fighters. Right. So then I'm like, fuck it, let's try it. So then we started making records, and they're like, this shit is good. My first single was I Beat Your Ass, a song with me and Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> so we pitched that shit, and then Kevin Lyles and them wanted to meet with me, then Warner wanted to meet with me, so it started going, started going crazy. And this this song we're gonna play next okay. is me using music to vent, like talking about going through a depression okay. when I lost my belt, having to cut ties with it, and really not—is this real? Is it a dream? So it's a song called Edward Scissorhands. You gotta play it on the speakers, though. Okay, put it on the speakers. Put man. It on the speakers. Turn the mics up. Put it on the speakers, man. We're talking to Tyrone Woodley. <laughs> we went left field in a circle. <laughs> we, we, we circling back. Circling back, coming back. <laughs> something we'll catch you you'll catch in a second. It's a boomerang. Ishmael with the flow, yeah. Stay on the pick and roll. Freddy Krueger with the hands. Couldn't even let it go. Couldn't even let it show. Had to go and cut ties. Don't even share fries. Couldn't even share straw. Going through withdrawals. Swat the question of law. Father begging you, please. Let my enemies fall. Hey, hey, baby girl, feeling our scissors. I did anything just to be your man. What is going on? Turn his mic on. Yeah. Turn his mic on, man. Tyrone yeah. Woodley with his artist Skywalker <laughs> in the studio. We, we didn't. We never actually officially got started with this interview. It's just like the homie feels like the homie. So I just turned the mic on and just like, we started yeah. talking about back in the day and and what he's doing now. And I started giving him some swaying tech stories. And he was like, "Oh, you too, man!" Da, 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 bam. But I gotta ask you. 
We got you here today about yeah. Wu Tang. Yeah. So maybe you don't like Wu Tang. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. You in a you in a, a promotion mode like all the time, which is yeah. very important for an artist. Um, Skywalk, I'm talking to you because if you have a guy like that, it reminds me when when we uh, used to hang out with Russell Simmons. The whole time he would talk about his artist in the next record. Hey Russ, you want to you want to order some pizza? Yeah, but let me tell you about this group that's coming out. That's literally how yeah, he was. Got to. That's your man right now. Tyrone yeah, is killing yeah. it for you, brother. But I gotta ask yeah. you because this podcast is about Wu Tang. Yeah, yeah. And the series. Have you watched all the episodes? Yes, man. You know, you know. The thing about this is when I look at it, it's so relevant to me and really to him as well. When you look at what they had to do before they blew up, you right. know, whether it was selling dope, whether it was working, they always had a choice. We can't give up on this dream. We want to get to the next level. Right. And what they had to do, like, no rapper want to be a janitor. No rapper want to be on crutches doing this deal. But it was a mentality. If you so sure of something. Right. And they didn't even like each other. Right. Like, they was, like, shooting at it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. think about that. I couldn't imagine being in a group yeah. with somebody that tried to kill me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't so, either. So, yeah, it's like. That, that makes RZA very, very special. Very, very special. Um, I, I asked Divine one time, which is his brother. You know, now you know his mm -hmm. brother, right? And I was like, hey, man, I, you know, I can't be in a group where somebody shot at me and then now they're, they're mad at me about this and we yeah. beefing all the time. He's like, Tech, man, you know, RZA, let me tell you the difference between me and RZA. And, and I was like, well, what is it? He's like, look, if somebody comes up to you, Tyrone, and, and steps on your shoe once, you, you'll ask him, hey, hey, man, you stepped on my shoe, right? Yeah. And then they'll step on it again on purpose. Bam! F. Gravy Gray stumped my shoe, and that's my guy. He almost got yeah, he, yeah. Oh, he a little rib cage just oh, last oh, night. Oh, oh. oh so, <laughs> he stumped so, on my brand new them Jordans. I bought them peak, the peach ones. Oh, he stumped ones? on them like straight on up. Not on purpose. Not on purpose, but you know he was in the middle of. A so now imagine over. if it was on purpose. Yeah, it's a problem. So that's a problem, right? In St. Louis, so, you step on Jordans, people <clears> got shot for that in real life. Right. So the third time he stumped on him, I'm pretty sure you're going to knock his ass out, whoever it is, right? Whoever it is, it's out. Yeah, he's done. Now, Divine told me that RZA, you can step on the shoe the third time, and he goes, excuse me, man. He'll pull his feet out of those shoes, put him on another pair of shoes, and keep walking. Wow. That makes sense. And now when you watch this, he told me this four years ago, before I ever watched this, you know, the series or wow. whatever. And... I was like, you know what? You have to have that type of mentality to be able to deal with all of those people and all those wow. characters and those animated Wu-Tang guys that are constantly at war with beef, they're shooting at each other. And Rizzo was like, I see the bigger picture, dog. Like, I don't wow. care if you're yelling at me stepping on my shoe. I'm going to make you millions. You know what's funny? I did a mo You know I did a movie with the Rizzo, right? Cutthroat City coming yeah, Cutthroat out. Cutthroat City. Cutthroat City coming out. Crazy. And that's actually... I was a fan of Shamik from Dope. It's one of my favorite movies. And I just knew he just went through his range of acting is very, very, very all over the place, right? So when I was doing this movie, Cutthroat City, RZA is yelling the lines for T.I. over the deal, but he's doing it in character. I've never had a director. I've been on a ton of different TV, commercial, movies. Right. But as a director... <clears throat> He was so invested into the movie, so invested in each individual role. You can just tell that he is overly involved in every facet of the movie. But that same temperament that you're talking about, mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. doesn't have to be over the top. No. He just is relaxed. Right. And he, people, when he said he got enough, I think his name holds enough weight right. that people want to make sure that his vision goes forth. And he's happy. Because then everybody wins. Exactly. Yeah. That exactly. makes a lot of sense. And then when you watch the series, man, what else did you get out of it, man? I mean, which which episode you did, you watched seven was the last one you yeah. watched, right? You, you know, um, Dave East and Method Man remind me of myself. How, that was how, me. In, in which way? Because, you know, obviously I'm an athlete, but I always had that, that, that ability to pull up on somebody. Like, I was, at the, I was at his house today, and I was like... I need to find out who the number one guys in this neighborhood is. Number one dope dealers, number one who gangbangers, because number in one. In Glendale? In Glendale, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Armenian, whatever they are, because yep. the way that I move is. That's Armenian I, area. I'm you, going you to know. the top. Yeah, okay. This is my guy. Y'all going to, not only are you not going to fuck with him, you're right. going to look out for him, because it's important that he get to the top. He's coming from your street, he's coming from your area, yep. and you need to protect him. That's the way I move. So the way that Dave East his, like, the way that he pulled up on Dennis right. in the episode when they was in the back, right. and it, he was coming to collect the money, it, yeah. wasn't, it didn't even involve him. But he wasn't going back down. That's right. how I am. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. And, and then just him being an athlete, especially, like, doing lacrosse, coming right. from the hood. Right. That's like me doing wrestling. Right. Like, like man, you want that motherfucking leotard, dog, that onesie? You know what I mean? 
but I was just aggressive, and I was right. just I was knocking knocking heads. So off why not football. football for you in high school? I played football. I okay. played football. So I played, then, I've been a I've been a three I was a three sport athlete in high school: football, track and field, and wrestling. Okay, I'm talk, yeah. talking to my son right now. Which one is harder, wrestling or oh, football? Wrestling. 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 Wrestling is harder, man. Wrestling. Wrestling. Oh, all harder. I thought you meant like. No, 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 no. Harder meaning the the wrestling amount of energy hard, it oh, takes. Wrestling is the hardest sport I've ever done. Like yeah. I, I had an Olympian. Um, I just reported this in Denmark. So I had an Olympian. Um, this guy from Denmark. He's went to the Olympics three times. Took um, silver in the Olympics, and he placed in four world championships. And I asked him, "This is your UFC debut. What's harder, MMA or wrestling? It's wrestling." Wrestling. wrestling, you don't really get a choice. You got to make weight year round. It's not like a big boxing fight where the guys make weight two to four times a year. Right. You got to make weight every week, right. and you got to wrestle the same guys. And it's hard to beat the same guy twice. Imagine when you got to wrestle this dude all year, three or four years, right. and then just all the different elements. So this is the longest seven minutes. So I would have to tell your son if he wrestles, even if he don't take it to the collegiate level. Like I was all American twice in college, so I took it to the next level. But I only did that because my coach thought I was too small for football. Mm. He didn't think I was going to. I ended up being the perfect size for a running back or, or outside, you, you know, do look secondary. Like a size for a running but back, at yeah. that time, I was 140 pounds. In height, in what what grade? I'm a junior year. Junior year, okay. 140. And I was knocking helmets off. But I hit hard. I was I had 100 solo tackles. So I was that guy, but he just did not imagine that I would grow into the size. Now I'm 200 pounds. Right. The perfect size for a defensive back. You know, so long story short, it was a blessing in disguise because the mental toughness, the strong, the discipline, you know, you don't get a lot of fame for wrestling. You know what I mean? You don't. Even now. No. It's one is the first it's the first Olympic sport. But right. we don't get the credit and nobody's no girls like, Oh my god, let me go to this wrestling match and watch these dudes in right, his outfit right, with right, these right. fucked up ears. Right. They're not checking for that, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? They checking for somebody that's shooting basketball or quarterback or running back. So for me, it was just the ultimate mano a mano. It was awesome mm. in one-on-one. Mm. You can't never complain. You can't never blame it on the line. You can't never do that. And um, as I watched it, it's just his temperament reminds me of myself. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So which, I, I fuck with it. Which country, in your opinion, is the greatest wrestling country? Russia. Russia. I spent it, I spent six weeks in Russia, fresh out of high school. I had a um, kid that was probably 20 pounds heavier than him. Break my ribs, doing his moves, throwing me over his head, like stuff I've never imagined. But I learned their techniques and I learned their wrestling style. I came back to the state and I literally tech falls when you beat somebody by enough points where the referee stopped it. I tech fall my way all the way through the tournament, national tournament. Um, end up end up taking third in it. But if had I not had that experience, I came back and nobody was like, Who the fuck is this kid? Mm-hmm. And then I was on notice in the Nebra- University of Nebraska, University of Missouri, Northern Iowa. All these big schools wanted me after that experience. And as far as like the medals, if you go and look at the historical, who has the most Olympic gold medals? Dagestan, Russia, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Wow, man. Uh, yeah. Listen, we got one more song. What's yeah. the third one? Glacier. This, this is a What is it about? What is it about? This song right here is like, it's actually a sequel song. So it's a spinoff song to the, my artist named Rent Do. Okay. So we made a song like, I said, I'm going to just start calling people out. If a woman wants to prove that we ain't shit, I'm going to make a song, so you know I ain't shit. So now what are you going to do? Right. I made a song that just calling out the women. Shawty want to fuck me because of rent, dude. That's real facts. She want to fuck me for the clout, too. Right. Diamonds dripping on me like an igloo. So this is a spinoff to that song, and it's the strongest statement you can say. So if I say, man, I put that on my mama. I put that on my kids. I put, but when you say, I put that on, that's on my name. Mm-hmm. That's one of the strongest things you can say. And I'm always trying to catch... The, the the witty or the catchy word that nobody can forget that nobody said yet. Right. So this song right here is called That's on My Name. Gotcha. Let's go. It's called Glacier on your track though. Hey. This playing the speaker. Flow so sick, and I got the drip. Top three bitch, Puerto Rican. Ooh, shorty wanna fuck me cause I'm rent, dude. 
Diamonds dripping on me like an egg glue Shawty wanna fuck me for some clout too She said I wouldn't be nothing without you That's my name Shorty, you a hoe, you gotta go That's my name Shorty, you a hoe, you gotta go That's my name Shorty, you a hoe, you gotta go That's my name Shorty, you a hoe, you gotta go that's my name, that's on the game I play no favorites, baby, I treat her the same Now give me that brain, drive me insane Put that fire on, got me a new flame She a keeper though, that's so fast she blew up the speaker though Equalizing, tweaking cheese, looking like a tweeter though Sounds for Christmas, for Christmas I keep her froze and feed them toes Done like we on the prom day, yeah, I blew the bag I'm off that bubble gum, back on that realness, yeah. Dumb and full of cup, and she back in the field and stay through the dude. Cause she know I'm stacking the millions, taking flicks for IG. I'm busy stacking the chips. Shorty don't mind me, don't give me no lips unless she whine and dine me. Already know that I'm grimy, that's on my name. Shorty, you a hoe, you gotta go. That's on my name. Not only she's forcing them, she involves them, right? Right, right, right. So when you play new music, it might be the dopest shit ever. Like we was at Jamie's house, one of his artists was performing his new song, and he was giving this whole thing. And slowly people start walking away because they, one, they didn't know they was going to hear the music. Right. They don't know it, and they came there for something different. So what I watched Lizzo do is, hey, y'all, I'm number six on the charts, but I'm number one in your heart. So she's so witty. And then she goes, I'm going to perform a new song for you. So she forced them to learn the hook before she played the track. Uh, so what I said was, I said, all right, I'm playing out some new music. I want y'all to repeat after me. That's on my name. That's on my name. Right. Shorty, you a hoe, you gotta go. Now, half of them like, oh shit, that's like, so they do it. We do that two or three times. By the end of it, I'm like, shorty, you a hoe, Everybody, you, you gotta, gotta go. go. <laughs> and they pointing at, they pointing people out, and I'm like, cut the beat on. You heard how the beat kicked in. Right. Now when that beat jump in after that, now it don't, it's not a new song any longer. Right. So now the whole crowd is just going insane to it. So I'm a, I'm a student, so I watch. I watch that. Right. I'm like, that's how she got it. That's what I'm going to do. Man, this is one of my favorite interviews of all time, Tyrone <laughs> Woodley, man. Honestly, Appreciate we've it. never played music on a podcast before. Um, <laughs> I know you Sway's homie uh, for sure, you know, and Sway's, you know. He texted me now, I just sent him, I sent him a picture. Of, uh, you know, yeah. that's like my brother, man, you know, so... Last question for you. What's next for you, man? Like, you, you sound like you have a label. Yeah. Are you close to retiring from the UFC at all? Like, right cause it's, it's coming It's coming to that, that well, how old are you going to be when you when you call it quits? You know, for me, it's, it's, it's never been about age. It's never been about money. It's always been about legacy. And okay. God showed me the but way you, I was going to end it. You got it all, man. You, you know, got it all. <laughs> to be honest, like, yeah. I got a lot, of, a lot of stuff on the table. Yeah. And a lot of stuff on the table to the point where I can probably walk away from the sport. But... I can't walk away the way, I can't end the way that, you know, my last fight. I got to get my belt back. I got to kick fucking Kobe's ass because he's always talking shit and he's terrible. Okay. And then I want to go up and I want to challenge for the next division. At that point, then then I'll see where I'm at. And I'll and I, if, if I feel like that's done, my legacy, my legacy cemented, right. then I'll walk away. Okay. But I'm just planting seeds. Like I told him, I said, and it's funny, I'm, I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to send it to you of his car wash. The influencers... The Phase Clan people, the gaming people, my um, people on IG, Logan Paul, those are all my homies. Sway's on there, Nick Cannon. You got to set wicks. I right. said, what I'm doing is I'm setting wicks on your whole body. Mm. All I need is one of them to set fire. If you set fire to one stick of dynamite, every stick of dynamite I put in your body is just going to explode. Right. So that's what I'm doing right now, just constantly putting you in front of the right people. Okay. And like, like the song, that's on my name. My name is my strongest attribute. Right. My name is 100 in the street. My name is 100 in the industry, in sport. If I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And people know me by that. That's like my biggest attribute is my name. Right. So I'm like, I'm using that. 
I'm using my connection. I'm using my Rolodex, my resources, and I'm going to put you in front of all my people. Like Kevin Weaver, he got the busiest schedule on earth. He said, Tyron, I got one block on Wednesday, five to six. I got a seven o'clock, six o'clock meeting. I got a four o'clock meeting. Don't be late. I would never waste his time. Right. I would never ask Ian Cripps, the, the VP of A&R. I would never have him come there on a Sunday knowing he'd been going a whole week away from his family. I need you to come on Sunday. I would never ask Shamik that. Right. Come in. I know you, you know what I mean? Right. Corday's doing a video. Like this is like that's kind of disrespectful. Like mm. you're doing a music video and you ask him to listen to another artist, but when you know that you know that you know, right. it only takes one ignition to to blow up the whole thing. So I want to hear the finale on the Armenian Glendale gangster thing that you said you had to go up did, to the neighborhood. Did I say, do I do that today? Am I did, lying? Did he, did, did he really do this? Did no, he go? I did okay. So where I live, there's like a lot of Armenians, and if you're not Armenian, they're obviously gonna mess with you. So they they always mess with me. And today, this like guy pulled up in a car who owns a gym. Talk to the mic, talk again. Who who owns a gym? Okay, okay. And then he's like, "Wait, Tyron," and then I don't know. I guess they've met each other. I wrestled before. him yeah. like it's like a go core like with Ronnie Rousey. Was he training? Jeannie okay. Labelle. Oh yeah, yeah. So a dude pulled up. Hey man, I want to keep. I said, "You got a gym?" I said, "Number one, Ronda Rousey's trainer was an Armenian guy, wasn't yeah. he? Uh, yeah, okay. Edmund, uh, Edmund. Yeah, yeah, okay. So this he lives on the street, like where her gym was at. Like, okay, okay, her gym yeah. is right down the street. Like this is my street. Her gym's right here. Yeah, and then like. He was like, bro, whoever's messing with you, let me know. I'm going to find the top of the top guy. Who, I'm going. Let me I'm, know. I'm going, I'm going to, to the top. Hey, like, hey, you don't understand the value of that, man. Let, yeah. Can I just explain that to you, man? He might have just saved your life in a couple of years, and you don't even know it because yeah. there's times where when you start having success, people are going to start coming after people you. Gonna yeah. start coming and after then you. They, they run into an OG dude that says, hey, man, we can't mess with him. And he don't want my security involved. Yeah. yeah. My security is way deep in the street. That's yeah. the last thing they want. Exactly. So, man. so, so, so the, dude, yeah. the dude pulled up on me, <laughs> yeah. and I wrestled him one time at um, Gokor's gym where Ronda trained at, right? It's like, oh, man, let me get a picture. I said, you can get a picture. Did you beat him? You know what? I, I'm this type of person. When I go to your gym, I'm not going to try to embarrass you. I'm not going to try to beat you. you just kind of, but you're not going to beat me. Okay. We're gonna, I'm going to make it a stalemate and just protect myself because at the end of the day, I'm not going to try to get hurt in the gym. You're trying to win the Olympics. Okay. But what I told him, I said, we can take a picture, but this is my little homie, right? You see this guy right here? Yeah. I need him to go and train at your gym. Right. And I need you to talk to these Armenian kids around this neighborhood because right. ain't nobody going to fuck with him no more. Right. I said, so I want to give, he gave him his business card. I said, I'll take a picture of it, but I want him to come to your gym. And I told him, I said, tell me who the top guys in your neighborhood. That's who I need to talk to. Who's the top gangbanger? Drug dealer, whatever. Right. I need to go and talk to them because I know their language and I know I know I know what I need to say. Last question, man. Ronda Rousey, was she the greatest for a while? Yeah. And what what happened? Why she just went from like the greatest to I'm out. She she went from the greatest to she out because she exit. She exit strategy. It didn't look that great because she took two major L's, two yeah. capital L's on the way out. But in reality, but did people figure out her style? I her mean, style I was, it wasn't it wasn't that. She didn't. She had the arm lock. How can, how can down I say this without science, man? Like, did, did you did you not think so that arm lock? Let me was, say this. Okay. She was world class in three sports. She was world class in judo. Uh huh. She was world class in jujitsu, and she became world class in MMA. That's very. She made the the eighty year old woman in the airport talk about MMA that never would have talked about MMA. Gotcha. She brought eyeballs to the table Absolutely. because it was a huge mystique around Ronda Rousey, yeah. and she looked invincible. She never was invincible. If she would have fought Amanda Nunes three years before, she would have still lost to her. She still would have lost to Holly Holmes. Her style, she never fought that type of fighter on purpose. Mm. And I'm not trying to take away from her legacy. I understand, I understand. But yeah. as you're grooming somebody, do you want to take your cash cow and put her in front of Amanda Nunes, who barely speaks English, mm. who's not going to shit talk, who's not going to blow the fight up? Right. No, you don't want to have her in front of her. Right. You want to have her in front of Betch Covey. You want to have her in front of Misha Tate, who she already beat before. You want to have right. her in front of you know Kat Zagano, who who's a good fighter, but her IQ... Right. Cause her to run into fucking Ronda and throw herself into an armbar. Right. You know so, I mean? so, so when she was fighting uh, Holly, she Holmes, was the best when <clears> she was fighting. Though, when she was fighting Holly Holmes, it seemed like she kept trying to get in close to get that armbar and get you down. But Holly was a back. She was up exposed. Going, bah, bah, she bah, was exposed. Bah, bah. She got Just, beat with footwork. <clears throat> she got beat with. Um, she got beat with footwork. She got beat with long range striking. Mm -hmm. And when she missed, you seen a couple of times when she swung and, and Holly ducked and she ran to the fence. Right. That's in, that's that that produces anxiety in your mind. This mm -hmm. person's better than me. This person's faster than me, and you're embarrassed. Now you got to overly compensate. Right. So now those takedowns that she may be able to sneak in with some punches. Right. She got to shoot those from all the way over here. So now Holly's like, get this shit out of here. Right. And Holly just stayed to the course. Beat. She fought 
the opponent, not Ronda Rousey. Right. And that was a that was a that was a recipe. I can name you two or three other fighters that probably would have given Ronda Rousey everything. Jermaine uh, Jermaine Durandamy. Right. We're probably able to give her everything. Cyborg, um, Amanda Nunes, Holly Holmes. These are fighters that, in my opinion, excuse me, <clears throat> just not a good style matchup. Right. But when Ronda Rousey was at the top, she was the best. Not only was she the best female fighters, she was one of the best fighters of all time. She mm -hmm. was so dominant. She had so many finishes in the first round. Not all by submission. Some of them was punches. And she did it with all the interview, all the all the freaking lights on her, all the cameras. That's a lot. I've had that, and it's hard to still train right. and stay focused with all these other responsibilities. Now, what about when boxers say, you know, MMA guys, they're great at the ground, you know, what you guys do. But I have a friend uh, named Curtis who's a boxer, <clears throat> and he was on a bus one time, <coughs> and some some MMA dudes challenged him on a bus. Yeah. And he goes, um, what are we going to do? He said, no, we can just box. We just get out the, you know, get off the bus, and they're like, oh, we whoop your ass even in boxing. And he's like, he was like, Tech, man, it takes three years to learn how to do a hook correctly. It does. So. I told you that, didn't I? Three years? I was like, I thought you could learn like in six months. He's like, nah, man. To get the energy that Floyd and these legendary guys have, it takes three to five years to master yeah. it. So I knew that if we're not going to the ground, I got a major advantage. Yeah. Is that true in your opinion? In most cases, because like in my case, if a boxer tried to flex on me, he's probably going to get whooped in boxing. Because really? I've trained, I've hands. trained, because I can box. I can just straight box, like professionally box. The thing about me is, I knew that I had a very, um, very high level of wrestling. I was a two-time All-American, Big 12 champion, had over 100 wins in um, Division One athletics. So I was a great wrestler. I beat Olympians. I beat world team members. I was ranked, I was seventh on the Olympic ladder at one point in time. So my wrestling credentials is going to allow me to win most fights just because I can control if it goes up and down. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to focus 85% of my training on striking because if you can't outstrike me, you can't take me down. And if I need to, I can take you down. That was my recipe to, to success. I won most, excuse me, won most of my fights. So when I went to the boxing gym, I've been at Wildcard since 2008, Wildcard Boxing. That's where Freddie Rose trains. Oh, my trains God, yeah, I've been course. there forever. It was my secret because at that time I had three kids. I couldn't afford to go out there. I didn't have the money. But if I give up my secret, somebody like George St. Pierre, somebody that did not have those same responsibilities, they can go out there and use my formula and do it 100% of the time. So who's going to be better? Mm -hmm. Somebody who can occasionally do it because of their schedule or somebody that can move out there and mm -hmm. do it full time. So I train with pro boxers, world champion boxers. I Kid Chocolate, uh, Michael Medina. They, those are my sparring partners. Mm -hmm. So it's been time I got my ass wiggity whoop. And coach was like, nope, stand there. I'm like, coach, I think that's good for that. Nope, pouring water on my hand. Get up. You can't get out of this. You can't get out of this. My jiu-jitsu coach was a pro boxer. So from every angle, I had to learn striking. Now I'm glad that I did it because, like you said, that left hook took forever. Mm -hmm. I didn't learn a good left hook until I tore my right labrum. And I was forced to use my left hand. So now my left hook is crazy. I can knock you out with this or that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that would, I would agree. Most fighters... They, they're egotistical. Right. They want to outstrike their wrestling teammates and friends. They want to win the wars in the MMA gym. Right. Bring your ass over to the boxing gym. I want you to come to Trinity Boxing. I want you to come to Wildcard Boxing. I want you to go out to the boxing gym in Oakland. I want you to go out and train with real boxers. Now, if you can hang with those guys, right. if you can hang with, you know, Andre Ward, if you can hang with all these people, right. now you can box. I can walk in the gym and I can hang with guys on that, on that caliber. So when, when uh, McGregor fought... Mayweather, did you already know in your heart like it was it was, it was a well, joke? Mayweather, my guy. I mean, uh, but did you know like McGregor had no shot? It was a, it was a, it was I knew a, McGregor was, a money was grab. lose, but to be honest, McGregor kind of impressed me in the first couple rounds. The fact that he had any success, I thought he was just gonna swing and miss. Do you think Floyd was doing nothing though? Like it, it almost I think Floyd like was rope doping. Rope doping, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Floyd was chilling. Also, a lot a lot of the hits that. Um, McGregor was throwing where illegal. He kept hitting him in the back of the But head. I agree with that, though. Because like if I'm like McGregor that, and I'm fighting got, the greatest defensive person of all time, no, I'm going to do a lot of shit. I'm going <laughs> to hit you in the back of the head. head sometimes things are worth that warning. Right. Headbutt. Right. You know, I wouldn't deal with Victor Ortiz did because obviously they got his ass knocked out. But right. he did exactly what he was supposed to do. And the fact that he had any, he won three or four rounds. You know what I mean? McGregor did. Think because, about it. Do you think because Floyd was letting? Because nobody look. I don't know why, my, but I know he won three or four rounds like officially. Because I covered that fight. I covered that fight for Fox. 
Oh, I was okay. there. I was at the desk. I covered it. Okay. He won three of those first five rounds. But the the bo- so we was watching this dude's crib and they were boxers, man. They were like Floyd's. Not, he doesn't want to destroy this dude in two rounds because nah. there was so much money on the table. The same money. You? If he would have knocked him out in the first round, Floyd would have cashed the same check. He still would have walked away the same thing. I think, in my opinion, right. Floyd one had to get used to it. Floyd's best attribute is his ability to adjust on the fly. Mm. He'll fight Shane. Remember, Shane Mosley had some success against Floyd. Yeah. He sat on that stool, came off the stool. Right. The rounds started changing. Right. Many fighters have to go back to the gym, back to the drawing board, talk to the coach, watch films, and then go and train to make those adjustments. He'll fight three different styles. He'll fight a long style. He'll fight a shorter row style. He'll fight an aggressive style. He'll fight a counter style. He'll make you miss and then counter. So he he is so far ahead when it comes down to just in. Um, tactics and strategies I think that he had to figure McGregor out because he's the MMA guy you used to fighting high level boxing guys the best of the best Right. he's not the best of the best he's not even the best boxer in MMA if I had to say the best boxer in MMA it would be Jorge Masvidal the one that's fighting against Nate Diaz I think he's I think he's the best boxer that fight's gonna be crazy I think he's the best boxer what about the Khabib uh, uh, McGregor situation that went down man that fight was can I be honest they look terrible they both look terrible in that fight. Because? It was, it was Because it was so much building up to the fight. Like, what people don't realize is, unlike any other sport, we give you guys full access. You don't you don't see LeBron James walking through the MGM Grand Casino, do you? You don't see him no. overly standing at a line right. where 2,000 fans want to get autographs for two, two hours. Right. We give you guys that access, and that's why mixed martial arts, as far as the U.S. is concerned, is the number one view sport. Yeah. Because yeah. we give you guys that. You can talk shit to us, right. and we're going to talk it back because right. we're not groomed. Some of us went to college. Some of us didn't. Right. Think about other professional sports. They're getting drafted from college. This dude just was in a bar fight two weeks before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or he never had a fight ever. CM Punk. Right. One of my good friends. Right. He's fighting against a guy that just got signed up to fight him. So the the level of the 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 level of the professionalism is way way different. Okay. So my thing is that the reason why. We give y'all that access. Right. We go back and forth. We take the pictures. You see us more often, and you know that's that makes a big difference. Now, the uh, um, strike force. Yeah, those are my days, boy. Those, so, did UFC buy Strike Force or ended it, or do you, how do you feel about the monopoly of the thing that's going on, man? Because I feel like it's always better to have two or three yeah. things out there for various fighters. It just seemed like the UFC man has pretty much dominated the the, the game at this point. How do you feel about um, that? Let me let me choose my words carefully, carefully, my, my right, friend. Because I still gotta eat. I ain't finna bite the hand and feet. Well, I'm not it, asking you something. New, I'm just asking. This you is my thing. Like, yeah, there are some other promotions, One FC and Bellator, that that they're not competing with the UFC, but they can operate in their own space. What is it and called? It, the first one you said. One FC is in Asia. They're gonna come. One to, FC. One FC. They okay. usually fight in like Singapore, uh, Vietnam. So they fight in all countries in Asia. They're gonna come over to the U.S. So, um, I think in November. Okay. They're gonna. That's gonna be their first time over here. Okay. Other organization is Vi. I mean, um, Bellator. Bellator. Bellator is bankrolled by Viacom. Big long money. So at the end of the day. They can't really just force them out. But there's other smaller organizations okay. that are scared to try to go up to bat or right. scared to put a fight um, on the same day right. as, you know, a UFC because nobody's going to watch it. So what I think is that overall what's going to end up happening is, like I said before, you don't have a draft for MMA. Like, to be honest, if you right now want to be a professional fighter, right. you can sign and commission can approve you to fight a UFC fight right now with no previous experience, no college yeah, right now. You really? can do that. Yeah. So what I think is going to happen long term, I think the sport is going to become highly athletic, highly fast, a lot of strikers, not very many grapplers. And the way it's going to do that is all these other promotions are going to be feeders. So if mm. you're a champion of Legacy, if you're a champion of Titan, right. if you're a champion of LFA, if you're a champion of these deals, right. when the draft happens, all the champions are going in the first round. Gotcha. Then they're going to pick the guys from the other deal. And your goal is to do enough in an organization to get drafted by the UFC, which then becomes the NFL. Right. That's what I think. And then all the other leagues, just because it's not a collegiate um, sport for MMA. I think all the other leagues are going to be like college football. Right. But you what know? I'm just saying, like, let's just say some new organization pops up. They offer you $25 million to fight this weekend. Now, are you... Uh, it's like, is it like the NFL, like you said, where you cannot fight outside of the UFC? Like you pretty much have a, a, a agreement, like you're drafted by the Lions, right, for Detroit or something, and you just you can't all of a sudden go play for the Rams. 
Can you? Or, or I'm, I'm just trying. Yes or no, man? <laughs> I like you. Line. You do your research because you're asking the right questions. Yes. Um, contractually, we're subcontract workers, which means that we're not employees like NFL or these other places. So technically, I'm a, I'm, I'm a 1099. I'm a subcontract worker. They offer me a fight, which is a job. Right. I have the right legally to say yes or no. Right. Now, if you say yes or no, Maybe they won't offer you another job, or maybe they will remove you. Right. When we sign our contract, we sign over certain intellectual properties. We sign over our likeness, our names, our nicknames. And in perpetuity, in the universe, forever and ever, and beyond beyond, they can always use my name, my voice, sell product, merch, and stuff. With for me. what you've done for them already. I can, yeah. I've, yeah. Signed, I've signed that. That's a part of the deal. That's non-negotiable. Um, it's been situations, one in particular, where Conor McGregor was allowed to go and box outside the UFC. That's right. That's not very often. The right. UFC got involved with that. They helped promote that, and they got a big cut from him. That's a special case scenario. If uh, any other fighter would try that, my gut tells me they wouldn't have the amount of money that it would take right. to fight the case. And by the time they go and try to fight it, they'll be exhausted of all funds, and they would either have to go bankrupt right. or they would just have to give up on the sport. So none of us fighters have really tried that right and to be honest no fighters is good enough in boxing or anything right. where they would be able to go over gotcha. besides like a masvidal or or one of the diaz brothers but that's that's a long-winded way of saying that if someone came and offered you a big big heavy bag 25 million this to walk weekend. away yeah you would have to be ready to to be spending at least i want to say a year and a half in court Ah, okay. And then Damn. you got to think about okay. how are you, how are you like age wise? Could I spend a year and a half in court at thirty seven and come back at thirty eight and a half and still be that nigga? Right, right, right. Now nah. it's gonna be, I, it's I gonna be you. different. I got you, man. There it is, y'all. Tyrone Woodley, man. I, like I said, man, I love interviewing you no because no matter what you ask, it's like this brother's ready to go. Like I said, man. <laughs> Skywalker is your artist, and the name of your company. And, and uh, we play three joints off of that, which we no normally never do on a podcast, <laughs> man. But again, man, Sway, tell me about you. You said you're as true G as it gets, and uh, you proved it today, man. Thank you for coming by. you guys. This is uh, Wu-Tang, uh, the podcast. Yeah, and I got to check out the episodes, man. The RZA is a beast. He's a like, beast, he's one man. He's one of my favorite out there in the industry, and he, he put his heart and soul in this. And I'm glad you guys had me on. I'm glad I got a chance to watch it. I mean, you get addicted to it when you start watching yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And, they, and I went to the premiere in New York. I flew oh, out you there, did? I flew out there just for the premiere one day i flew out there for the premiere and literally when they ended it i thought they were going to show us a whole season i was like one episode mm. you know, like, uh, flew to new york for one episode <laughs> man there it is y'all man time to get the hell out of here man thank Hello. you for coming through man tyrone you man, straight up man I, I gotta get your email information and just all right, stay got in contact yours. with right you here. man Boom. all right <laughs> all right man all right Peace,